Welcome to the Friends Friday Fun Podcast. Enjoy fun and amusing ways to nurture relationships with insights on improving vision for a brighter future, expanding value with gained wisdom and increased vitality through legacy living. Live your best life now with our host, the dancing motivator, Penny Lee Prevost. Well, thank you so much for that amazing introduction, Carl, and welcome to Friends Friday Fun Podcast. I am so grateful that it is Friday. I absolutely love Fridays because it's my way of touching people's hearts in a positive way, not only with the podcast, but making a difference in my community by doing special things for people on Fridays. So today I have a very special guest with me. Michelle is actually a longtime friend of mine that we've reconnected recently. And Michelle Meyer is a naturopathic doctor. And she has been a family-based naturopathic medical practice in Ottawa since 2000, after graduating from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in 1996. Dr. Meyer's practice embraces her belief in food as medicine, including her passion for botanical medicine. Dr. Meyer's practice is distinct in its unique integration of naturopathic medical treatment and psychotherapy techniques. Michelle is a well-established public speaker, writer, and workshop facilitator. She created the radio program, The Well Street Journal, pioneering broader media coverage of natural and holistic healthcare approaches. Dr. Meyer is a longtime community activist, having worked with Indigenous communities, community health, environment, organic food, and agriculture, as well as cooperative organizations and credit unions. She has been a director on numerous community boards. Her passions include canoe tripping, biking, and hiking, singing, and dancing. And most recently, she has become a Nia White Belt So congratulations, uh, Michelle, and welcome to our podcast. And I do have to say, happy Friends Friday. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure having you here, Michelle. And I'm really grateful that you took the time out of your day to join me. As you know, we talk about the four C's for success here on our Friends Friday Fun podcast. And the first C is always commitment, commitment to yourself, to your idea, whatever that may be. And the second C for success is communication. And that is the topic that we are going to cover today with Michelle, Dr. Michelle Meyer. What do you prefer? As long as there's love and respect, I don't mind. I even get called Mimi. So that's fine. Whatever works for you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. So we'll go with Michelle. And so tell me, Michelle, we had talked a little bit about the importance of communication. And this is a topic that's close to your heart as well. So tell me a little bit about the importance of communication in your practice, in your life. Well, when we try to, when we choose to support other people, it's very, very important that we establish a healthy connection with them. And that takes time. It's a process. And clearly what we are wanting is to build trust as well as respect in that connection. And when we have connection, we can facilitate and support others to do their healing journey. And and we also allow ourselves to do our healing journey. So in my practice, what is important for me 
to do is to notice how other people are responding to me and whether they're feeling safe and comfortable in the environment of my office. Safety is huge in the process of being maintaining or recovering our health. And sadly, in our world, we have a lot of what I call dis-ease. That's, there's a hyphen in there. Yeah. Meaning people don't feel safe. They are consumed by fear. And that shows up in how we communicate. So typically, when we feel afraid, we're contracted in some ways. So we, the way we sit, the way we present shows that we aren't quite fully comfortable. And so that's important for all of us to notice that in other people and not judge it, just to observe it with interest. And at the same time, it's important that we observe that with interest in ourselves. So if I'm afraid of you, when I'm talking with you, Penny, you're going to feel less comfortable with me. And so I need to feel okay with myself when I come forward to support you or anybody else in my practice. Often what we don't realize is that like anything else, we carry accents. It it doesn't just mean it's a Scottish accent or it's an Indian accent. It means we also carry an emotionally charged accent into the way we speak. And I don't think so many of us are aware of that. So some people you might meet and you talk to, you feel like you can you can see a smile in their voice. They're happy. And some people you think, my goodness, that person must be so angry. Maybe they're angry at me. But in point of fact, it's often an unconscious, emotionally charged accent. And so when we want to connect with others, we want to notice that. And so becoming more conscious of ourselves and how we are feeling deep inside is an important aspect of having authentic connection. And authentic connection, I believe, is the most important gift we give others. And it's not so easy to achieve. It's when we present our truth when we are connecting with others, rather than dumping unconsciously things that we haven't resolved in our stories. And as a practitioner, it's particularly important for me and others who practice and supporting others to heal, not to charge at people or to have expectations or judgments or criticisms. We need to be open. We need to have our hearts and our minds and our spirits open. And we need to be physically present for people. And that then gives them the space to be able to notice themselves and to come into their power. So when I'm communicating, part of my goal is to support others to come into their authentic being so they can claim their power fully and step into life authentically, powerfully, presently, and allowing others then too to go through their healing journey. So it becomes a ripple through the whole set of connections we're we're maintaining and we're we're developing. And that allows us to then step into the process of breaking down the dis-ease in our society, which is ultimately one of my goals. I feel very sad, heartbroken, in fact, to see how much our world is based on fear and based on people acting motivated by their fears. And what I dream of, what my vision is, is of people being empowered, noticing their strength from within, sharing that strength with others, and all of us thriving together rather than biting our fingernails internally and saying, oh my God, can I just survive? Will I have enough money? Will I have enough things? Will my kids be successful? Will I have the job? Will I be able to retire? Well, you know, what about, you know, all these things that really hurt us deeply inside and in all of our relationships? So again, I hope that people, I hope that people 
feel supported to notice their accent, to notice how they're feeling, to come forward in relationship and feel a little bit more courageous to take a little bit more risk to admit, I'm afraid. Because the truth is, Penny, I'm afraid. I wouldn't be surprised if you have some fears. And we all do. And that's okay. That's part of life. But if it consumes us, then we're going to be in trouble because we won't be stepping into relationships and communication openly and honestly. Wow. You just gave me a whole bunch of stuff to think about. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I have never heard the idea of emotionally charged accent. Wow. That was really good. I really need to know more about that. And I never even thought about it. So it's very interesting because you have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. I know that I could probably interview you multiple times and learn something every single time, but you've given all of us an awful lot of information to think about. And I know it's sometimes challenging because I find that it's challenging for myself to think that, well, everybody knows that they should be smiling at other people when they're walking down the street. Do they? No, they do not do it. Why? Because they are not consciously aware of that practice. And so this is part of what I'm doing with the podcast, reminding people. And I know I've never heard that emotionally charged accent before. I'm going to say something and, 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 and this is not to contradict you at all. No. Okay. It's true. Like you are a person who has a big smile on the inside. Right. And that comes through in your enthusiasm in the whole way that you speak and share. There are people who have very different energetics than you have. And that doesn't mean that those people are lesser. They are perhaps softer, quieter, more introspective, gentler in their ways of relating to the world, shyer, perhaps. Um, And that is important, too. So. In the world of communication, we need to honor the many different, as you say, tones and and tenors, speeds, you know, and manifestations of connection. And they we are important in our diversity and in our uniqueness. And I think that's, again, something that each of us gets to learn to celebrate difference, just in the same way as we can celebrate differences of language accent we need to celebrate differences of emotional accents too and personality, right? And that takes experience. It takes knowing ourselves and accepting ourselves so that we can hold space for and allow others to be who they are too. There's, There's no one right way to go. And if we do want to communicate well with others, it is important that we do communicate to at least a certain extent in their language, meaning with an accent that isn't overpowering or underwhelming those whom we are connecting with. So they can understand us and be able to hear us. And at the same time, we can understand and hear them too. So in point of fact, as a person who comes with probably a fairly big smile on the inside of me too, I've also noticed because I've had you know serious grief in my life that there are times when it's important for me to honor 
the sadder part of who I am and that that is not a bad thing. If we do not honor where we are emotionally, we are not just not honest with ourselves. We then force ourselves to present with a mask, which becomes tiresome to wear. And that then can lead to lack of trust and connection and communication too. Because every one of us at some point in time knows when others are not being authentic. We can feel the presentation. We can feel that it's going It's not solid or grounded. So for me, another piece of what I encourage all my patients, clients, friends, family to do is to take time to be grounded so that when we speak, when we share, it can be sharing a smile, it can be sharing through our voices, it can be sharing sharing through song, it can be sharing just through eye contact. We are solid in our self-awareness and we are coming into the connection again in that authentic open-hearted open-minded self-present way and that is the gift right oh yeah absolutely isn't all all the words the gift isn't hi the gift is i'm here right and that presence is a present of a, a vast you know, indescribable kind. And it allows us to heal and to show up and to really be present in the world, to feel safe in the world and to celebrate life together. We can always use more celebrating. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Michelle. You know, I'm sure the listeners have lots to think about now, uh, researching some of the things that you commented on and being able to Give them an opportunity to, like you say, be authentic and show up as themselves and respect them for that. In your bio, there's a little bit of information in here about working with Indigenous communities. You had suggested that working with Indigenous in communications could be different, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. And this goes back to the late 80s. So I was up in Northern Ontario and was working with an Indigenous group that had organized a wild rice processing plant as a worker co-op. Fascinating. So they were harvesting wild rice. Of course, it was organic. And then they were having a way of processing it that honored traditional ways. And they were including the elders of the community. And there were a number of different communities involved. And they they had to do some of the the non-Indigenous ways of doing business, which is where I came in with my husband at the time. And um, we sat down to have a meeting together early on in this whole endeavor. And there we were in a circle. And we thought, well, you know, this is going to be okay. Then the, the manager who is the son of one of the elders is going to talk and then they're going to introduce us. And then we're going to tell them how to do the accounting and now, you know, this and the, you know, processing plant and these people who are going to come in to do the trades. And we sat down and we waited and we waited and we waited and nothing got said. And it was the most fascinating thing. And you could see that people were looking at each other and there was clearly something going on. But my husband and I didn't know what was going on. We were looking and kind of pausing and breathing and wondering. And and about 15 or 20 minutes later, one of the elders said something. It was like a prayer. So it's just, he nodded. Everybody nodded. Everyone looked at each other. They all got up and left. And I thought, what happened? And Joe, who was the manager, said, 
yeah, we just needed to sit together to build trust and understanding. And the elders said a prayer for the land where the plant is going on. And we've all agreed that we're going ahead. That's it. Done. And I said, but what about, don't worry about that. You, you'll take care of those other pieces. We, 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 we've got the blessing and the spiritual okay to go ahead. And everyone's on. Everyone will go and harvest the rice. The, the machinery will be put into place. It's fine. It's done. Wow. Right. So here's a good example of where was, where was the value in the communication? In sitting in presence, holding space together, noticing one another, honoring one another, recognizing the elders, recognizing the spirit world, connecting to the spirit world, connecting again to one another, and trusting that everyone who had a job to do would do it and do it fine. No need to share any of the details. Everyone go off and do your thing. Love that. Love that. And that actually reminds me of Nia, because we that's what we do is we hold space for each other in the practice in the dance form, right? I just got goosebumps when you talked about that story, because there is a lot said in the silence. Yeah. And then just connecting by being in one another's presence. There is so much subtlety that too many of us too early in our lives lose. You know, we're so trained to be busy or loud or fast or, you know, intense or, you know, multitasking, performing, higher, faster, more, better, you know, all these things. And we lose the subtleties of intimate communication. We lose those subtleties and we become very scared of being very close to other people. As a result, we become runners. We, we run as fast as we can. We fight harder and harder. We hide away. We ingratiate one another to try to stay connected. You know, there are all these different, you know, they say it's fight or flight or freeze or fawn you know, there, there are all these habits that are reflective of not feeling safe and perceiving danger and trying to prove and focus on survival when thriving can be a very quiet, at times, intimate connection. And just that holding of space and honoring of our uniqueness and seeing each other and being in each other's presence. I really hope that more of us are going to embrace indigenous ways as we go forward, because that's the way of nature as well. And if we don't keep recognizing ourselves as part of nature, we are going to have a very challenging time staying here on this planet, on planet Earth. And I think it, I think it requires all of us to work together collectively. So thank you so much. That was just amazing. I just I'm so grateful that I had an opportunity to speak with you, particularly about communication and open my eyes to other ways, in particular, silence and holding space. I really think you're right on there because a lot of people don't recognize the value of that by itself. Mm -hmm. You're so welcome. What a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So now, of course, On our podcast, I talk about our 
Positive Attitude Zone Talk Cards. These are actually a deck of cards that we created at Graduate Thrivers to help people to have meaningful conversations. And we've got five different categories. So the purple category would be about relationships. Blue is about self-esteem and values. Green is creative thinking. Yellow is forethought. And pink is reflective thinking. And our young lad that we had on our episode last week, Reese Duma, chose a question that he really wanted to answer, (laughs) but I wouldn't let him uh, because it was held for you. The question is from the green category, if you could make a difference in the world, what would it be? So tell me, how would you answer that question, Michelle? My way of making a difference in the world is to show up authentically with my open heart and my open mind and my open arms to hold space for each and every one of us so that we can step into thriving, not just surviving and enjoy authentic connection. So that, that would be what I would like to do to make a difference in the world. Beautiful. And I think you're definitely on path to do that. As far as I can tell with everything that you're doing, it's right in line with making a difference in that way for our, uh, our community. So thank you for that. Of course, you get to pick the question for our next episode. Out of the five categories that I named, what color would you like to choose from? Oh, well, purple is always my favorite color. So yeah, you're wearing purple today. Of course, always. <laughs> I love purple too. My actually Liz, my business partner loves purple. The purple category is about relationships. So our question that Liz is going to answer on our next episode is what's special about your family? And so mm. she's going to get to answer that question. But of course, All of you are welcome to answer the question and send me an email. You have my contact information in the show notes. So I'd love to hear from you. The purpose of this podcast is for me to meet more people and make more friends. So I would love to be your friend and know a little bit about what's special about your family. It's always so nice to, uh, to take time to just stop and think. That's what these questions are all about. And also look forward to possibilities that are available to them uh, going forward as well. So we are at the point where we get to wrap up the episode in a fun way. And so you're going to share with us a riddle you said that you, that's from your past. (laughs) My very far away past. So (laughs) when I was a girl of uh, probably six years old, I can remember the riddle book and the question was, what is worse than finding an, a worm in your apple? What's worse than finding a worm in my apple? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's pretty gross, but no, I have no idea. Well, no, no. I've got, a, I got, a, got you beat on that. Half a worm. <laughs> yeah, that course, would definitely be worse. <laughs> because you've, of course, eaten it. But now as a naturopathic doctor, I just want to have a little a twist on that and to say it's actually quite healthy to eat a worm because there's a lot of B12 and we're just very biased against things. But bug, bug cookery is all in now. So you can eat bugs and rest assured that it's very good and concentrated protein and organic. Don't have to have worry about methane or like using up too much land. Those worms once in a while, good for you. 
Okay, good to know, because I don't know how many mothers probably caught their kids eating worms when they were making mud pies. Exactly. And I, yeah, and it's actually good for you. So there it's you go. Good for you. Along <laughs> with the mud too, you know, the peck and dirt. Perfect. Well, that was a great way to uh, wrap up the episode. And then, of course, I'd like to give you an opportunity to uh, share some final words of wisdom on communication. Don't try too hard. I think is one of the biggest things I would share. Start with yourself and spend the time, spend a couple of breaths noticing yourself. When we spend time to notice ourselves and we feel our feet on the ground, the likelihood that we're going to be more open and authentic is greater. So that helps us slow down, be true to who we are, and also allows us to notice the other person instead of worrying about what that other person is thinking about us. If we feel okay and grounded within ourselves, we're going to more likely feel okay and connecting with somebody else. And that's the gift of healthy communication. Beautiful. What a great way to wrap up the episode. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking the time once again. And thank you to all of my listeners for joining us. Michelle, it's a blessing to have this conversation with you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Healing is mutual, Penny. Till the next time. All right. Be sure to tune in next week when uh, my partner, Liz M. Raymond, and I will be having a conversation around this topic as well, communication. And then, of course, uh, be sure to connect with us through the show notes and you'll have Dr. Michelle Myers contact information as well will be available to you in the show notes if you want to connect with her. I'll look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great day and bye for now. Thanks for winding down your week with our Friends Friday Fun Podcast. Penny Lee is looking to make one million friends worldwide. To join her newfound friend fans, fire off an email to hello at pennyleeprevost.com or kick off your shoes and visit the Dancing Motivator Facebook page and drop by her website for more fun ways to live your best life now.